Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your hosts, Alex and Pete. What's up, everybody? I'm Alex. I am Pete. And that's our man at the booth, Booth Man Prime. And welcome to Comic Book Club. <laughs> welcome, 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 welcome. Uh, now, you might notice our third host, Justin Tyler, is not here tonight. Yep. He actually had to go on a road trip. Where did he go again? He went to... Uh, oh. California, right? Washington, D.C., right? Oh, I thought yeah. it was he was in a karaoke competition. No, that's a different podcast. You're oh. getting things mixed oh, up. Man, uh, no, he uh, went to Washington, D.C. He was taking care of some stuff. I don't know. He... Talk to some said people. somebody yeah, he wanted to get rid of somebody. somebody he was yeah. inquiring about something, yeah. some sort of inquiry about something. I don't know. I don't um, know what it is. I don't, I don't know. It's not really a comic book thing. So yeah, I'm I think it was it. for HBO though. He was oh there, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah yeah. What was he asking about? Like more Game of Thrones or something like that? Yeah, it was probably demanding Game of Thrones. Yes. Otherwise, there was going to be consequences. This is what I'm talking about. It's been too long. It's been several long years since Game of Thrones started. <laughs> and uh, we need to end Game of Thrones? Is yep. that what we're getting? I'm yeah. very mixed up in this bit. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you trying, though. <laughs> hey, anytime, man. Anytime. Do you know who else is trying and not that hard because they're being super cool about it? Who? Our guests, Pete. Yeah! Our guests. They I are two it. amazing editors from Valiant Comics. They're here to talk about Bloodshot Number 1, which launches tomorrow. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Lisa Hawkins and Robert Myers! Welcome back to the show. Welcome Hello. back. Great to have Come you. In. Have a microphone. Have a Please. seat. Have a Come, seat and a microphone. Down. Very excited to have both of you back on to chat about this book. I think we, last time we had you on separately, and you each talked about this book separately, but now you Voltron together to come on the stage. Mind belted. Mind belted. Mind belted. Nice. Yes, very exciting. Uh, Bloodshot number one, this comes out tomorrow, right? Yay, it does. Yeah, you've been working on it for a really long time now, right, Lisa? I have been. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a wonderful thing to, come, to see it come to fruition. 
Yeah. So what was it? Uh, well, let's talk about the creative team first. Did sure. it start with the creative team? Did it start with Tim Seeley and Brett Booth? Did it start with We Run a Relaunch Bloodshot? How did it come together? It started with we needed a new bloodshot. We knew, you know, we've got a movie coming in February. Uh, it's got this up and coming actor named Vin Diesel in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, we I'll needed keep an eye uh, out for this guy. We needed a, we needed a book that would prepare people for how for the movie. Um, we talked to a lot of creators. Tim put together an amazing pitch. Uh, you know, he wrote our bloodshot free comic book day story this year. This new series builds out of that. Uh, he's a good writer, that guy. He is. He, he's also he's also just a good guy. Yeah, yeah no, he's uh, wonderful. I actually met him in the '90s when I was working in editorial oh, wow. at Marvel. He was wow. an intern there. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh. He was an intern at Marvel. He yeah. was. Pete's he was. feeling a little <laughs> jealous right now because Pete loves Tim Seeley. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. And you've known him longer. Is that what's going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of sorry. Sp- yeah, it's all right. Funny. Good for you, though. <laughs> so, so for you. if I had a time machine, though, I would beat you to it. <laughs> Fair enough. We, we can talk about the time machine in February. No. Uh, okay. So Tim and Lisa put together an amazing story. Uh, Tim started writing, and it was coming incredible. We were going through who can draw this book, who's going to have the level, and then Brett reached out uh, to mm-hmm. us and said, guys, I'm available. I want to do something with you, and... You know, and Robert actually mentioned Brett's name to me, and I said, "Brett, God, I haven't I haven't worked with him since the '90s. Let, oh, wow. let me call him." Um, so I reached out to Brett, and it was kismet. You yeah. know, he was excited about it, and and from you you can tell from the pages uh, how excited he is. Yeah. He's really loving it and doing some of the best work I've ever seen him do. Wow. Yeah, the entire team is elevated there. To, to a new level with this book. And it's just so charming because every time somebody turns in a page, it's like everybody's everybody's cheerleader. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is great. This is so hot. This is wonderful. As my assistant editor can attest. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a real Plan in the audience. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it's very exciting. Cool. Now, when you when you say you're setting people up for the movie, I'm not necessarily fishing yeah. for spoilers. I'm just curious. Is Seems it? Seems like you're fishing. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, hey, you want to throw any out? That's fine. Um, but is it when you're trying to do something like that? Are you more? Are you trying to tee up the plot? Are you trying to tee up the tone? What's the goal there? Yeah, I think it's tone. Um, you know, the the goal obviously is a is a blockbuster film. Mm-hmm. Uh, we happen to have the biggest movie star on the planet, or uh, one of the two biggest movie stars on the planet in the film. There's only two, uh, right? right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's the guy with a with a one. him yeah. and Bob Newhart, right? <laughs> and, and Bob wasn't Nailed available, exactly. so yeah. he's super busy. Uh, no, so we wanted something that when people saw that movie, be like, I want to know more. We wanted something that would capture that magic in a bottle, which is a terrible cliche. I apologize. Okay. Uh, but we wanted something that could fit right in with that. And what Lisa and Tim and Brett and the rest of the team have put together is that. All right. So since you're talking about the movie, would you say it's like Fast and the Furious meets James Bond? Like, how would you like what would you how would you I'm, I'm sworn to secrecy? Oh, OK. And Damn. I wasn't allowed to read the script. Oh, wow. oh you know, really? They didn't want me to read the script for... So you're saying there was a script. There was a script. All right. <laughs> we there got was, it out of them. Yeah. I've read the script. And I hear it's good, but I wasn't allowed to read it because they didn't want it to influence anything yeah. that I was doing in the book. Oh, huh. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, then where do you get the tone from? Is it through conversations with the production team, or where does that come from? Well, you know, 
Tim described his bloodshot mm-hmm. as being a combination of Frankenstein, Superman, and John McClane. Wow. <laughs> Which that just I thought blew was my mind. perfect. Right? Yeah. I thought that was perfect. Um, when I got to Valiant, Bloodshot was one of the characters that I didn't really want to have anything to do with. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, from the 90s, he sort of was a, a character that I thought was, well, that's, that's not, I, I'm going to say, woman friendly. I didn't see anything for me in that character. Right, right. Um, but then I started reading. You know the comics when I when I yeah. became part of the Valiant family, and I was amazed at how much depth the character had and how much yeah. I really I liked him. Yeah. I thought he was wonderful, but he was sad, and, yeah. and he was a tragic character because he was always used. You know, and 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 I don't want to see an antihero. I want to see a full blooded hero. So that is what we're doing with this Bloodshot re- relaunch. We're making him into a, a full blown hero with abs. With abs, with abs. and he's nice. and, and he's That's a little news. funny he used too. To have that punch, like yeah, no, punch. he's he's gone full Finn Balor. <laughs> oh, he's got abs. Oh, okay. He's That's been good. depressed. Yeah. You lose weight when you're depressed. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Uh, I want to take a big step back. I assume most of the audience here knows who Bloodshot is, knows what the concept of the character is. Uh, But can you guys do the pitch for Bloodshot for anybody in the podcast listening audience who might not be familiar? I'm I'm going to pass that right to Lisa. So polite. I think you already said it. It's Superman meets John McClane meets (laughs) Frankenstein's monster. Sure. So he has a bunch of nanobots. Yeah, so I mean, Bloodshot is a... uh, He's a soldier, he's a warrior, he's a fighter who is also a science experiment. He's been turned into an ultimate killing machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He still has a soul, he still has a heart, he still has a mind. Um, you know, some of it's broken, some of it's fractured. What we're doing here, I honestly, is healing that. Uh, we're giving Bloodshot agency for the first time in his entire uh, run. I mean, I'm talking from, from 90s to now, we're giving him his own agency, which is something that was very important to Lisa. It was very important to Tim from from the jump. Was was we needed someone who could go out and be active on his own, uh, and so that's that's really I think what it is. It's got some real global politic in it. Uh, I don't mean that in a weird, scary way, in a very good, fun way. Um, it's got some real issues in it. Tim is is weaving in all kinds of heart into. You know, someone jumping into the hel- the blades of a helicopter because that was the mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there, I- I've really enjoyed the previous runs on Bloodshot, but there's a lot of very deep continuity in them. Yes. You know, he's gone to the dead side. He's gone to the future. We've seen old man Deadshot. He's gone yeah. even farther to the future. He has a kid. He has, there's a dog, uh, Bloodshot, various things like that. I, this is a leading question because I know because I've read the first issue, but how much of that do you need to know getting into this first issue? None of it. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Nice. That's all revealed on that one page. Mm-hmm. You've read yeah. the issue. You know yeah. the page I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. His entire history, you know, it, it's a perfect jumping on point for anybody mm-hmm. because by the end of the issue, you're going to know exactly who he is, what his talents are, what his capabilities are. Um, and... Yeah, that's it. That's, You're going to know who that's he intentional. is. You're it's, just going to know who he uh, is. You don't need to know any of that other stuff. It all exists. We mm-hmm. haven't we haven't washed it away. We're not ignoring the past continuity. It's cool. there. Yeah. But we're going forward. We will address everything yeah. else if you're yeah. interested we're, we're, in the we're future. We're building on everything that's, that is there. I mean, Bloodshot has a great, stable platform of story to build on. 
but you we're know? not being beholden to anything. That's right. Um, you know, and if you're a fan of magic or Jesse, don't worry. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I, I have plans for Jesse, and you know, magic's they're all there. It's just he, he needed to walk away from them for their protection. Right. Uh, we've touched on this a little bit, but one of the things that I think is so great about both the free comic book day issue and this issue is it is just, it's nonstop fun action yep. throughout. From our perspective, we read a lot of comics. We enjoy comics. But when you're trying to structure an action comic book like that, something that just is feels like that big budget action movie, what direction do you give a writer? What direction do you give an artist? How do you tackle a book like that? From well, an editorial perspective, um, for for me, it's been it's been very easy with Tim because he's got he's got his own agenda, mm-hmm. um, and it sort of marries with mine. Um, you know, I think that in the future arcs, I'll have more of a say in that because he came to me and said, "This is my piece," and I was like, "Well, that's perfect. I love that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not changing that." <laughs> Sounds like you guys are. I might tweak it here and there, but yeah, that's yeah. about it. You know, he he had an you know, he had a pretty good um, idea of where he wanted to take this character, yeah. uh, and I agreed with it completely. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's all about the action. You know, Bloodshot has to be nonstop action, as well as heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's even some humor in that. And, and there's humor, yeah. Uh, I think that you'll be pleased with the, the side characters that we're creating for this book, they're going to be really intriguing. Yeah, some amazing something. new villains coming. Yeah, and add something to his his world. Um, yeah. Well, what can you tease about what's coming forward? Obviously, uh, most of these folks haven't seen the first issue. We do have enough copies that everybody everybody audience, gets an issue. You're going to yeah. get a comic, and you're, you're going to get, get a comic. Yeah, just right. you, though. We're just pointing at one guy. You're the only right. guy that's going to get no comics for you, or you, or you, or you. Just, yeah, just you know, whoever is wearing a tie gets a comic book. Yeah. And luckily, there's only one person with a tie on. <laughs> Just worked out that way. Uh, but what can you tease about what's coming up? Uh, Tim and Brett are on the book for a little while, and then things are going to switch up a little bit, right? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. Tim and Brett are on it for the first six issues, and that tells two story arcs. Cool. And then we're going to go into another story arc with Mark Lamming is going to come in. Coming in a, hot off of Darth Vader, I believe. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. He, he's going to come in for a brief interlude, um, and then Brett's going to come back. On okay. issue 10. Yeah. Brett will be back next summer, uh, and we have a yes. big, I don't want to say event, because that's sometimes a, uh, a bad word, but yeah. we, we, have a, we have a huge plan for when Brett comes back story-wise. Okay, cool. If the movie is coming out in February, do you have something specifically timed for that? Oh, we sure do. We do. Oh, look at this. Seems like they really planned ahead for yeah. this. <laughs> We've got, wow. We actually, we actually have well, multiple things planned. Well, you know, we've learned... By yeah. other comic book companies yeah. who haven't been prepared. Yeah, one, <laughs> one of the things with, with Valiant uh, uh, for the last six, eight years is we're very data driven. Like we're fun, we're creative, we're story driven, but behind the scenes, we crunch as much data as we can find. Uh, so we, act, we have a very, very robust plan to take advantage of the excitement for the movie. Right. And we want it to be as user friendly as possible. We want the person that, that has never heard of Valiant before right. who went to see that Bloodshot movie say, oh, I want to pick up a Bloodshot comic and mm-hmm. then be able to go into their local comic book store and, and find something that they can just jump right onto. Yeah. And we want that fan that read Bloodshot 
30 some odd whatever years ago mm-hmm. uh, to come in and be like, oh my gosh, I remember that book, that comic that came out the same day as Death of Superman. Uh, <laughs> I, I want Indeed. that book. I forgot how good Crunch that was. Numbers. Uh, I I sold that book that day. Wow! Uh, I did. I worked at a comic shop in that in that year in those years. Uh, And but I was on the phone with Don Perlin today, talking about doing a cover for us. Don being the actual creator, one of the creators of Bloodshot. Wow! And I was on an email with Kevin Van Hook today. So the two creators. Oh wow! I talked to Pete LePage. (laughs) (laughs) So. We want to honor all of those guys. We want to honor all those fans that, that were there for us in, in 1992, 93, 94, et cetera. We also want to make sure that someone who walks out of that movie who was like blown away by it has a book they can pick up that day and enjoy. Nice. Very cool. Uh, Bloodshot number one on stands tomorrow. Definitely I'll pick it up. I can say confidently it is a blast to read. Pete, do you agree? Agreed. Agreed. Oh, yay. I'm glad you like it. Thank you very much. Oh, it's so much fun. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it, too. We'll give uh, some out uh, throughout the show. We're going to move on to our next section, which we like to call The Stack. Woo-hoo! Woo! And in The Stack, we're going to talk about a couple of other books that came out this week. You guys are welcome to weigh in if you like. Uh, First one we're going to talk about is Batman number 79 from DC Comics. Pass this over your way if you want Mm -hmm, to take a mm -hmm. look. So this is wrapping up a little bit of an interlude in the City of Bane storyline. Bane has taken over Gotham. Meanwhile, Batman is convalescing in Europe with Catwoman. He was completely beaten by Bane as usual, and he is trying to get better as well as repair his relationship with Catwoman. You've been bereft because of the Batman-Catwoman relationship, Pete. How'd you feel about this issue? Well, first, I want to address all the big words you're using. Uh, <laughs> I'm really just trying to losing your guests. audience. Uh, but um, <laughs> we, we work in comics. Can we break those down to smaller words? Yeah, no problem. I'm kidding. Wow, bam! Thanks. Uh, now I can follow what you're saying. Okay. Um, yeah, I was out of breath when I was reading this. I think that's what you meant. Uh, but no, I think that this is like... It's, it's not, by the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's... Uh, adorable and so romantic and so powerful and so sweet, but at the same time so torturous mm. because we know what's going on right now in Gotham. So it's everything that I wanted, but at the wrong time. So it's like it's very hard to enjoy it, even though that I'm really uh, loving how uh, sweet and how well things are really coming together for them. Well, I'll tell you, Pete, I was on board with that the last issue. We were we were both feeling the same way. We were like, why are you guys having drinks in Europe? Alfred is dying yeah. right now. God, yeah. what's wrong with you people? But they set the timeline a little differently in this yeah, issue. Yeah, they pushed it back. Right, that okay. hasn't happened yet. Right. So this is actually happening before so, all those I'm things. I'm a little behind. Yes, sorry to I'm, spoil it. But I'm going to I'm going to posit two things. Yes. Sure. If I was to get my ass kicked by Bane, I would do it on purpose to hang out with Catwoman on a beach in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> if oh, I'm if I'm okay. Bruce Wayne. Right. Sure. Uh, yeah. Second, if I'm going to have anybody draw that issue, it's Clay Man. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. It's Speaking of abs, dude, there's so many abs in this. I, know. Well, I think he has abs like up to his face. Yeah. Clay, yeah. Clay, Clay is the one who gave Ninjak his abs. Really? Ooh. Uh, there's, there are so many gorgeous sequences in yeah, here. It's a beautiful uh, book. There's them on a lake. There's one of them standing in front of a sunset oh. that's absolutely stunning. Uh, it, it's an amazing issue, and uh, also just as romantic, them beating up a bad guy in a convenience store. Yeah, I really do think uh, Tom King is gone. 
all in on the Batman Catwoman relationship in this series, and it works. Like, yeah, he's every so time good. they do the old bat and cat thing, I'm like, oh, yeah. It's I mean, it's Tom is a genius at relationships. Yeah, I mean, he's a genius in general, but he makes his people like kite man. is incredible. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a great issue. Definitely pick that up. Next one we're going to talk about. This is from Image Comics, The Weatherman, Volume Two, Number Four. Uh, I can't look at this yet because spoilers. Oh, oh yes. Okay, ooh. so we'll we'll skirt it. You might want to earmuffs. We'll we'll it. It. No, I mean, uh, if you remember, last time I was here, that's the book I plugged. Yes, yeah. it's so. Good. Well, what do you like about it? What are what makes you a fan of this book? Uh, everything. <laughs> I, I, honestly, like Jody and, and Nathan have just done an incredible, incredible yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, I love how weird and quirky it is. Yeah. Uh, I love that they're not afraid to kill man's best friend in the first issue. Um, yeah, which so I also hate. Thanks for bringing that back up. Yeah, uh, yeah oh, I'm going to cry too. It's okay. Uh, but I, I love uh, every issue has a twist and a reveal that I'm not expecting. Yeah. Um, which, sh- which, you know, I know Jody personally, he's, he's, it's, a, it's not by accident that this book is so good. And it's also like if you tried to explain it to somebody, they would be like, what? Yeah. But it's done in such an amazing way that you're, you're so into it. Yeah. It, it, the art... Uh, really meets the storytelling and creates this beautiful world that is uh, both because you're finding out what's happening along with uh, a lot of the characters, especially the main character who kind of uh, had his mind wiped, if yeah. you will. He doesn't know kind of who he really is. So, but it's I, such a weird twist on that trope. Too. Yeah, it's or not in my weird. I mean, interesting. Uh, yeah, it. I missed an issue or two somewhere in there. So okay. every single issue, I have trouble following exactly what goes on from a plot perspective. But to your point, Nathan Fox's art is so incredible. This issue alone, there's yeah. giant squid monsters, teleporting polar bears, cat people, mm-hmm. people reconstituting their bodies out of nothing. It's uh, oh, it's stole amazing to look at. It's a blast yeah. the, visually. The polar bear the, stuff was also very touching too. Yes, it was very. He sad. does such an incredible job with acting and emoting. Like the characters yeah. seem real, and it's like he just he does faces incredibly. Also, one of you know, normally like this main character could be very annoying, and you could hate him very easily. Mm-hmm. But it's done done in such an interesting way where you don't, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. Great book. Definitely pick that up. Last one we're going to talk about, also from DC Comics, Justice League number 32, continuing the Justice League Doom War that's been going on. I'll pass this your way. Sorry to interrupt your Thank wine you, sir. drinking. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, the Justice League and the Legion of Doom have been fighting for the fate of all the multiverses. Not one multiverse, but multiple multiverses. Oh, oh, They've been trying to recruit the Monitor, the Anti-Monitor. Uh, what's it? The World Forger is the yeah. third guy third yeah. brother, uh, to fight Perpetua, who created all of the multiverses and wants to bring doom to everything. It's a ridiculously huge storytelling. Members of the Justice League are trapped in the past. Some of them are trapped in the future. They're fighting Brainiac, Lex Luthor, who's been taken over by a Martian. It's insanity from front to back. Yeah. What do you think about this issue, Pete? This is great because uh, we get uh, a fun walk on if you will from Aquaman which is just absolutely fantastic. Uh yeah, it's very intense but they're always uh they're they put little small moments in there to kind of make it uh, powerful and great. 
Uh, I think they're really tackling a lot, but doing such a great job with this. Sometimes with the Justice League book or stuff like that, there's so much going on, you don't get little moments. So I I think they've been doing a great job storytelling-wise with this. Well, I think one of the things that works about this is it's written by Scott Snyder and James Tynion IV, who Have you heard of them? (laughs) Well, they work so well together, but Scott has a tendency to just packs so much dense information in things, and James errs on the side of the characters and the relationships, and they balance each other out so nicely in here Mm -hmm. that they're working on DC mythology redefining stuff, which is huge. But to your point, you still have those little character moments like Kaman D being like, wow, so cool. We're traveling through all of these histories. Isn't that fun? And he's just having a good time. (laughs) Or same thing with the Justice Society back in the past where they're just having fun riffs with the Justice League that are trapped with him. But again, in the middle of like, okay, real quick, we got to info dump you on this crazy amount of stuff as quickly as possible. And that's what makes it works. Work for me at least. You've sold me. Yeah, I am. I am even further behind in Justice League than I am <laughs> yes. in Batman. Uh, but you've sold me. Cool. It's a lot of stuff. And fun. The crazier part is it feels like it's leading up to something even bigger, and I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> it's true. But there you go. Definitely pick that up. And that's it for the stack. Yeah. Woo. All right. Our next section is my favorite section because you guys make it up. It's your audience questions. Woo-hoo. So I'm going to come out to you guys. You guys are going to ask the questions either for our amazing guests or about anything that comes to your mind. Pete, meanwhile, is going to hand out issues of Bloodshot to everybody while and I talk. Posters. Yeah, Al, and we have some Bloodshot posters as well to hand you guys. I saw your hand up first. What's your name? What's your question? My name is Kevin, and you talked about how initially uh, you thought you would not like Bloodshot, and it turned out you did, and you mentioned uh, just now with the Weatherman, you thought it was a character that you wouldn't like, but you, you're so compelled by the story. Uh, what are some other titles that you initially resisted or thought, I'm not going to like this, that you turned out really, really loving? Oh, that's a good question. That is a good question. Um... So is characters that you initially thought you wouldn't like that you ended up loving? Characters, titles, anything like that. Hmm, I would guess? say, honestly, for me, The Punisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Punisher feels like a character that I shouldn't like, and I really do. Uh, I think, and there's some specific like moments within The Punisher's arc. Uh, for me, that moment, honestly, was Punisher War Journal with... Uh, I love that. Exactly. It's like a book yeah, yeah. I, I shouldn't like for a lot of reasons, but I really, really like it. Uh, and then what kind of just recently kind of brought it home for me was some of the recent work Garth Ennis has been doing with the character, but also the show, uh, the Punisher, the Netflix show was, it was beautiful and it's, it's a deep dive into post-traumatic stress syndrome and it's beautiful and I love the angle they took on that. Yeah. And it's so good. There's a shot that it's one dimensional. Sorry. It's like a one dimensional character that they've just found so much depth and there's a one shot I yeah th- there was there's this one shot of John Bernthal like sitting yeah. on the top of a construction site and like you're looking over his shoulder as he looks at New York City yeah. and it is such an interesting just shot and perspective and like yeah, and I'm so happy that they're handle, uh, they're kind of dealing with the post-traumatic stress and, and, like, the meetings and how you do that. And it's not him being like, uh, you know, yeah. it's, like, really having him kind of explore and, uh, 
It's just, it's very powerful in different ways than people expected, which is enjoyable. No, exactly. I, I completely agree. I thought the thing with the Netflix series was that you really got to deal with veterans' trauma that mm-hmm. you you just never see handled mm. anywhere, and they did such a fine, fine job at it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's really handled with care. Yeah. Handled with love. Mm-hmm. Pete, do you have an answer? Um, so it's. There's definitely stuff that I've been surprised at, uh, stuff that like you have liked that I've slowly gotten on board with, uh, uh, that I've been like, oh my god, this isn't as bad as I originally thought. Oh great! And uh, so, what, what's a book that I really wore you down on, Pete? Um, like, I would say <laughs> Bloodshot, Ar- Archie, uh, the River, the Riverdale stuff. Um, uh, I was really pleasantly surprised at how much I really got into that, especially the new Archie stuff that they're doing. And it started with um, the afterlife, um, where to me, I never wanted to, like, I was never going to be like, oh, I'm going to go to the comic book shop and pick up an Archie book. Um, so it really uh, opened me up to to more more stuff from them that it, it's just so creatively uh different and than you expect so it was a very pleasant surprise yeah uh, i definitely agree with punisher it's the same way for me but there are certain runs that are just so good. Matt Rosenberg's run that's going on right yeah. now is just yeah. a blast yeah. to read, even though I'm not necessarily into The Punisher. But another recent one from Marvel, Death's Head, uh, the oh, title yeah. that's coming out now. I, I never yet. really cared about Death's Head, but the current run, there are only three issues in, and it's super fun. It's very silly. The supporting cast is a lot of fun as well. Uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. Teeny has a way of doing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, great question. Uh, you're going to get some additional free comics, I think. Uh, do yep. we have another question? Uh, you, sir, were you raising your hand? Oh, no. You were not, then. Sit down. He, just, he just wants free comics. Don't worry about it. You can also get some free comics eventually. Does anybody have any questions? Absolutely. You, sir. Yes. What's your name? What's your question? Uh, wait, first, sweet stash, sir. Thank that's you. That's very Thank respectable. You. That's, yeah. that's really all I was searching for. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're, uh, there's a lot of uh, X-Men stuff going on uh, mm-hmm. in the world today. I don't know if you were aware of that. but uh, Yes, we uh, are. I am, I'm just curious about uh, the, the panel's um, favorite X characters, and maybe especially characters that are being underserved right now, uh, X-Men that you, you just love to see. You just lit this guy up yeah. right here. Ooh. He well, couldn't I, be happier. Ooh. I mean, I'll also say I do work with Lisa, so I know that she has some <laughs> opinions on this. Drew, Drew, Drew. Yeah, well, I, I talk about it a lot on the show. What are your thoughts, Lisa? All right, I want to see more Dazzler. Lots and lots of yes. Dazzler. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so I'm being so I'm being served really well because the two characters I would have picked were Magic and Cipher, and well, they're back. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying what Jonathan and and team are doing with the book. I will say there was a minute in the first issue of House of X where I went, "What's going on? I'm so confused." Mm-hmm. And I, I took that and I set it down. Not the book, that, that thought. Yeah. And, I do, and then I was able to dive in and I've really enjoyed what's going on. Uh, I think it's a fun, deep, uh, and obviously time-spanning story. I, I feel like I had a very similar reaction to it as well, where the first issue, there's so much information there. It doesn't feel like the X-Men. You have those alarming first two pages. Yeah. And I, I like the art. I like the way it was structured. There's a lot of interesting ideas. 
but it was very much this cumulative effect where by the time they got to the more Taggart issue, kicked me. That in was the, the one where I was like, "Oh, okay, now I'm completely oh, on yeah. board. I was all wherever in, you yeah. want to take me." Yeah, it was like, it like literally kicked me in the teeth that issue. So good, and I'm I'm two issues behind, so everybody be careful. <laughs> I, I am not cut off, but I did. I, I was in the X office um, for many years, uh, and they're very Excellent near. Limited, right here. Yeah, oh, uh, nice. very, very near and dear to my heart. Well, given that background, what draws you to Dazzler in particular? Oh gosh, well that was actually one of my X Men Limiteds with Jill Thompson. I did a, oh, a, a, well a fun one. Uh, she's just great. You know, this, the fans used to send me things all the time for Dazzler, like collages that they would make of Dazzler. It was amazing, um, like really heartfelt things. And then I was like, why do you love this character so much? And so I, I like dug deep into her. I was like, yeah, I, I, I would travel throughout the universe with Dazzler. I think she's fabulous. Um, mm-hmm. Just good. She's just good. Um, and we don't see enough people on roller skates anymore. Right? <laughs> That's what we need. That's going to be the big reveal at the end of Hickman's run. I, I would roller like to introduce you to uh, Roller Blades in Southern California circa 2005. Um, she's roller skates. I know, but I'm just saying they're back. They're just different. Yeah, Pete, what about you? I, I'm aware of your feelings. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just think it's one of those things for me, like um, I don't recognize this X-Men. This is a more evil, darker X-Men that I'm having a hard time relating to, and I'm also having a hard time picking sides, like who am I rooting for, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so... But I am very much appreciating the fact that this is a huge swing and they're really making a choice that is not only like artistic, but uh, years in coming. And it's sure. like, it's very cool to be up, uh, on the ground floor with and being kind of, it's a great being a comic fan right now because it's like, oh my God, I was here for when this started. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to get to the other side of like this all this is kind of out of the way, where do we go from here type of yeah. thing. And then when do I get to see the good guys? Right. Because so far, yeah. everybody's fucking awful. Right. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. Uh, is there a character you want to see more of that you feel like is being underserved? Uh, no, no, they're all bad. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all, it's like, you know. Okay. You know it's, that's, a, that's a problem with editorial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will say, just before we move on to another question, my big question right now is where are Rogue and Gambit? Because Ooh. they haven't showed up. They haven't shown up at all. At all. And it feels like there's some sort of story to tell there because it's such a glaring, uh, obvious uh, them not being there. So I, I want to know what's going well, on. Well, there's a bunch of people we haven't seen yet. I mean, sure, but they were so prominent, so much a part of the teams, and to be like, oh, Completely off the board, not even in the background. It's, it's got to be intentional. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm so very curious. Uh, yes, you have a question now. You may stand up. What is your name? What is your question? I feel like in school. Mm-hmm. Um, my question goes back to the, to the uh, X-Men. Mm-hmm. This current incarnation of X-Men, whatever you want to call it. Um, would you like to see it team up with any characters within the Valiant universe? At some point. Ooh, interesting. Crossover. Well, actually, <laughs> there was just a poll recently where uh, Bloodshot was uh, against Wolverine, and they wondered who would win 
against a fight? They're not. There are obviously, obviously not other comic book related podcasts. Oh yes, of course not. But this might have been on one of those other (laughs) non-comic related podcasts. I didn't think those existed. I didn't either. I was shocked. (laughs) Don't worry. But guess who won? Bloodshot. 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 Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, So yeah, yeah. Bloodshot Wolverine crossover would be super fun. I would love that. My roommate. My roommate works at Marvel. Maybe we can make it happen. I'm the person to edit that. Is this? I I would hope though that it would be like the old school. Where it was like at first they would fight, but then they would team up. And of course. Okay, all right, all right. Oh, my God, of course. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Uh, I feel like, I mean, they still have it sometimes, but 20, 30 years ago or so, there were a lot more crossovers like sure. that. Is there a Amalgam. reason? What? Amalgam. Yeah. Uh, also, there's well, like, they've brought some of that back, like Batman team up with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right. is super uh, popular right now. Right, I mean, we're seeing a couple of Death, things like that. Thing is there a Death reason Mate? we yeah. don't see as much as many crossovers like that nowadays. Yeah. I think everybody's just super protective of their intellectual property. Uh, I think everybody's super protective of what could happen out down the road with these things. Mm -hmm. I think it's fun. I think it's a thing that we should be doing more of, but I'm only one person in one editorial office. I don't speak for the lawyers. Plus, yeah, it would be, you know, a lot of different teams have to talk on different levels. It would be tough. But as somebody who, like, because of crossover uh, events in my childhood, like, it widened my comic book reading. Absolutely. Because there would be a title that I would pick up, and then all of a sudden there was a crossover, and I was like, hey, what? And then I got to go down a whole different path. Which we absolutely need more of. there There are places to do it. There are places to do it. Uh, I would love to see it. I'd love to be part of it. It's just when, where, who, yeah. what, yeah. why. I mean, Amalgam worked because it was Mark Mark, uh, Mark Greenwald and, and Mike Carlin, and they were best friends. Mm. You know, the respective heads of each other's company, Marvel and DC, so they were able to make that work. Okay, so more friends is what you're saying. Yeah, and yeah, it's we, we need to all get along. We just need to get along. It's pretty bad when you get on the floor of a Comic Con, everybody just immediately starts fighting. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it happens brawling. right before the doors open and right after they close. Uh, okay. Sunday, Javits Center, <laughs> yeah. 7 p.m. That's why. <laughs> that's why everything. But I, is so I'll tell you cheap. who comes out on top. Valiant. <laughs> you guys are scrapping. What, are you guys, are you trying to pick a fight at the Comic-Con? No, Always. I'm just saying that we've got... I don't know, it kind of like got, sounded like you said 7 o'clock, meet me at the doors. <laughs> DC, we're going to battle royale. I'm just saying that we have tougher interns. Oh! Shots fired. Nice. Gauntlet. Uh, there you the go. House. Work at a comic book company as an intern, you're going to die. Uh, <laughs> I think we could take one more promoted. question. One more question from anybody? Absolutely anything. Uh, you over there, can you come on up? What's your name? What's your question? Oh, yeah. My name is Alex. Um, so now that uh, we have this uh, Bloodshot movie coming out in the theaters, what other Valiant characters would you think would be cool to see on the big screen? Dr. Mirage. Oh, Dr. Raj would be great. Shadow Man. I mean, we know Harbinger's coming. Um, that's kind of next in the queue. Yeah. Uh, Is that still in the works? Still in the works. It's, uh, there was a bunch of news last week uh, with the property. It's, it's at Paramount. Um, same production team, same script, same... Everybody who's attached to it is there. Uh, it's, as far as we understand, it's, it's getting pushed to the top of the queue. 
Uh, and there's a lot more coming. I can't speak about all of it because mm-hmm. we're inside, but there's still helicopters. Um, but Dr. Mirage is actually in that in that list. Uh, I had a call yesterday with our our LA office, uh, and and the things are coming hot and heavy. We're going to have a lot of news in the next probably 18 months. I mean, I don't know if you can necessarily speak to this, but there's always a lot of talk in fandom about shared universes. Uh, it's certainly it works for Marvel. It doesn't yeah. quite seem to have worked for anybody else. Uh, what's your take on it? Well, I think we forget that it's working for Marvel right now. Yeah. It didn't work for Marvel for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, there's a period where the DC movies were the good comic movies. Right, yeah. And now we live in an opposite universe, and soon we'll live in a universe where the Valiant movies are the good comic movies. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> And we'll still love the other movies and properties that are out there. Uh, so I, I, I think it's cyclical. I think it's all cyclical. I mean, media we know is cyclical. Like, it's, yeah. it is what it is. Um, it just depends on what strikes a sympathetic chord with the viewer. I don't think it has anything to do necessarily with the company. I think it's, it's a sympathetic chord with the viewer. Cool. Yeah. All right. And that is it for your audience questions. <laughs> For our next section, we're going to go over to Mr. Pete LePage for some trivia. All right. Let's do it, Pete. This is the part we give back to you, the lovely audience. It's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars in the form of a gift card to Midtown Comics. Because if you had 25 bucks, you go to a comic book shop. Who would like 25 free dollars? Simple raising of the hand. Come on, we'll you can be standing you... here with the star of trivia. Uh, the yeah. star of trivia himself, Pete LePage. You could be standing on stage. I'm trying to help you out. Justin is not here. No, you don't I know, have to douche it up. Uh, no, I'm not douching it up. You it's are just douching people it People seemed up. a little reticent to raise their hands. I thought I'd uh, spice it up a little bit by telling him you're, you're going to be standing here with the star of trivia. <laughs> All right, come on. Here we go. Just, guys. New people. He's he's been up here. I was looking to you, you know, get some new blood. But all right, come on, new blood. Come on, all right. Bloodshot, new blood. You know? Podcast alive. Come on. All right. Um, remind us of your name again, Pablo. Pablo, audience, audience, Pablo. Hello, I'm Pablo. All right, Pablo. I'm going to re- read you a question. Listen to all three possible answers. Get all three questions right. Twenty five dollars yours. Today's trivia is on topic. Topical comic and pop culture news. Here we go. Question number one. Marvel announced what exclusive thing for the New York Comic Con? Is it A, glow-in-the-dark variants, B, pizza the rat variants, or is it C, noble Willingham? So it's either A, which is the only answer that makes sense, or you could be wrong. I'm not going to be wrong because it's A. That is correct, sir. All right, question number two. What finale has been pushed back two weeks? Is it A, Alf the Musical, B, Silver Surfer Black, or is it C, Frank Whaley? So it's either E, A, which is not correct, or you could... But I, uh, can, is, are there still tickets available for Elf the Musical? Hey, listen, I would be first I guy. In. I would be first guy in line, dude. Uh, I've, I've seen it. It's really good. Monster. I love yeah. it. Oh yeah, man, I'm yeah. on the loop with this one. Me... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, maybe you're not old enough. Uh, please say B so we can move on. Let's move on because it's B. Yeah, all right, great. Okay, here we go. Last one. <laughs> Who is being brought back in Detective Comics number 1012? 
Is it A, Nora Freeze? B, Matches Malone? Or is it C, Jennifer Connelly? Oh, my God, that guy's smart. That guy's super smart. Sounds like a John Candy movie. Yeah. Uh, Is it A, and you get $25, or is it B or C? It's got to be A. A is correct. $25 free dollars. See, see, audience, so easy. You could have been that. You could have had $25. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, I'm really looking Just forward to Alpha Just raise your musical. hand next time, guys. Yeah. What's, your, what's your favorite song from Alpha Musical, Pete? Oh, man. It would probably have to be something about how tasty cats are. Oh, yeah. I like Melmac. Nothing but Melmac. <laughs> now, oh. as we all know. Wow. <laughs> you like nice, that? man. Ha! I kill me. Ha! Anyway, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, you have some weird secret quiz that you do where it's always a John Candy movie. I feel like Kevin has figured it out, but real quick, repeat your three Noble Willingham, Frank Whaley, and Jennifer Connelly. What John Candy movie is he confusingly talking about, Kevin? Career Opportunities. Career Opportunities is correct, sir. Well done. Well done. 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 Uh, Real quick, is this John Candy thing almost over, Pete? Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's getting close. (laughs) That's a deep cut. Thank you. He's running out of movies. Yeah. As we all know, tomorrow is a new comic book day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to sponsor the show. Pete, what are you looking forward to? Well, uh, I'm looking forward to Deadly Class number 40 as well as Wolverine Annual number one. Oh, great. Anything you want to say about either title? Uh, They're great, and I can't wait to read them. (laughs) Great. Thanks, Pete. I'm looking forward to Harleen number one is coming out tomorrow from DC Comics for their black label imprint. Uh, It is written and drawn by, I never get his name correct, but uh, Stefan Sevcik, I think. I think that's close. It's close. It's closer. Uh, I love his art. Uh, His writing is a lot of fun as well. It's a big book. It's a big book. A lot of pages. Big book, a lot of pages. uh, But we are going to have a review of it in our Stack podcast, which rolls out in the Comic Book Club feed and its own feed Wednesday at 9 a.m. So check out a review of that and plenty more titles. Uh, what do you all want to plug? I assume Bloodshot number one. It does come out tomorrow, which, yep. you know, I'll be swinging by uh, Anyone Comics in Brooklyn tomorrow. I, I love Midtown, but that's my local store. Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, and I'm like three weeks behind, so I have a, I have a plethora of titles yeah. to look forward to. Uh, so, but yeah, please, you know, Bloodshot number one. It's real good. Yeah. Cool. Lisa, anything else you want to plug? Of course. Um, all my books, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bloodshot. Obviously, Bloodshot's great. I think you should pick it up and give it a chance. Uh, Dr. Mirage, number two, comes out the following week. Yes. It's awesome and amazing, yes. and you should pick that up as well. Roku comes out in October. Um, if you like a fun John Wick type of uh, nonstop action adventure type of book, then you're going to love this one. It's great. Nonstop fun. And no dogs are killed. Oh. No, no dogs are killed. Okay. Everybody else, (laughs) but no dogs. Literally everybody else. (laughs) Excellent. And then, and Rye comes out in in November, and Rye is fantastic. Can I circle? Gorgeous. Yeah, please. Uh, We dropped a teaser today for the thing that I'm not allowed to talk about yet, but... You could look at it tonight, or you clang, could look, clang, clang. You could look at the, the teaser truck. tomorrow. Ooh. 
good plugs, good teases. We got a little tease of our own. In addition to our regular Tuesday show, we're going to be doing a special New York Comic Con kickoff show on Thursday, October 3rd at 9.30 at a venue called Caveat. Uh, we have a special guest who yeah. is Donnie Cates, writer of Absolute Carnage, among many, many other things. So we're yeah. very excited to have him. So definitely come. Go to the con. Come by, chill out, we'll hang out, we'll have a couple of drinks and chat comics and things like that. It'll be fun. fun. It'll be a fun Very time. Fun. Donnie's uh, great. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. He used to come to the show as when he was an intern at Marvel. Mm-hmm. So we're going to lord that over him. I'm very excited. Uh, that Wonderful. doesn't seem like a nice thing to do, Alex. I'm going to really cut him down at <laughs> Oh, my God. A <laughs> uh, couple of other things to plug before we go. We do do a bunch of other podcasts. Preacher Man, our Preacher podcast, sadly, is almost wrapped up. Oh There's one God. more episode you know, we need come. a valiant show for you guys to do a podcast about. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to get on that. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Make Thank that happen. Uh, I can't wait to see the blood So we do have movie. Preacher Man, our Preacher podcast. We've also been doing Watchmen Watch, our Watchmen podcast. That rolls out Mondays and Thursdays twice a week. We've been going back, revisiting Watchmen issue by issue as we lead into the premiere of the show on HBO. Nice. And then we'll be chatting about that. Also, we have Riverdale After Dark. Our Riverdale podcast Ooh. is coming back very soon. So soon. Are you excited, Pete? Oh, the madness. I'm emotionally not prepared for the first episode, but I can't wait for everything after that. All right, that's going to be very cool. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. You can also follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check out all of the podcasts at comicbookclublive.com. You can support them at patreon.com slash comicbookclub. Subscribe and comment on iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. A couple of people we want to thank before we go. We want to thank Robert and Lisa for being <laughs> on the show. Thank you, guys. Oh, Boothman Prime. Boothman Prime. But most of all, we want to thank you guys. We're every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Totally free. Please tell your friends. Good night. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. country was built on a distinctly American work ethic, but today work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries, and with that we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear. 
like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.